1: Hey everybody, it's Jeff here with the Freedom Nation podcast. Thank you for joining us today, and welcome to the next step in the Freedom Day process. So today, we're going to talk about you are not a victim of your job, take control of your own life. Now, let me just tell you a little bit about my background. We've talked about it a little bit before um, of You know, my time when I was laid off down the road, uh, laid off in 2003. And, you know, for me, for the next 12 years of my life, I lived in fear of getting laid off, getting fired, doing something wrong that would cause me to lose my job. During that time period, I had tried to start six different businesses. All of them failed miserably during that time period. A couple of them were just really stupid ideas that really should have been vetted a little bit better. I just went along the lines of, well, I think this is cool, so everybody else will, Uh, which is a big problem that entrepreneurs have a lot of times, especially entrepreneurs that are in in the technical space, because we all get impressed with our own technology and all the things we can do, but we forget to ask our customers, is that something that they really want? So... You know, for me, it was I started a few things that I thought were pretty cool that people just didn't care about. And then several others were really good ideas and they would have worked exceptionally well. But what I found was, you know, it would get hard or it would get complicated or I would be busy with something at my real paying gig. And it would cause me to uh, just kind of give up on that business uh, or not want to do it anymore. I kept getting a little bit better every time. Every time I would try to, to start a business, it would, you know, each time I'd have a little bit more and a little bit more success, but it wasn't until I really kind of ripped the band-aid off, jumped out of the airplane, uh, flapping my arms as fast as I could to hopefully not hit the ground that I was really able to successfully grow a business. You know, there's always excuses that we have. So, you know, when I talk to people about going out and starting their own business or creating other forms of income, but really, especially going out and starting their own business, you know, all the excuses begin to fly. First off, you know, I'm going to lose my health insurance. I can't afford you know health insurance outside. Well, there are people, many, 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 many people who own businesses who have good health insurance. In fact, some cases better health insurance than they would have had working for an employer. Um the other nice thing is now today you're finding a lot of disruptors in the healthcare space that are looking at healthcare from a different perspective. Not just what the the blue crosses and what we call BUKAS in the in the business, which is the Blue Cross, United Healthcare, uh Cigna, Anthem. Um, all of those companies, those are the ones that kind of control the healthcare marketplace. Uh, there are a lot of other companies out there, though, that are now providing insurance. They're providing shared health that are significantly less expensive than, uh, the, you know, the big insurance companies. So that's not an excuse anymore. And the other part of it is if you are, you know, if you're going to go out and you're going to start a business and let's say you'll have a couple of employees, well, there's plans that are for small groups that are significantly less expensive than what you would typically find. Well the other one is well it's I'm I'm going to lose my retirement plan I won't be able to save for retirement well that's BS too because as a small business owner even if you decide to do real estate on the side and you you know you start buying real estate one of the things you could do is you can form a management company and within that management company of course you as the or the the real estate piece of property is paying the real estate um, servicing company to manage that for you, which you're in fact running. In that case, all that income that you're earning, one, there's lots of ways to deduct as a small business owner. But the other piece of it is you can create your own retirement plan and you're not limited like you are in a 401k. Now for a lot of people, $19,500 as of where we're at today, is a lot of money, and that's—I don't know if I'll ever be able to put that much money away. Well, when you have your own business, you get to control how much earnings you make. You—you you can literally make as much as you want. And when you start making a lot of money, you're going to want more places to put that away. That nineteen thousand five hundred dollars is nothing. Um, you know, you can put away upwards of fifty-seven thousand dollars. In uh, a 401k with a profit sharing plan on top of it, and if you, uh, depending on the size of your business, depending on how much you make, you can even put more money away than that pre tax. So there's lots of ways that as business owners we have more chances uh, than others that you know we can save additional dollars. The biggest one I hear, and this was quite frankly my hang up, going out on my own and starting a business, you know, I had the fear of leaving that job and losing my income. Losing my income was a huge fear of mine of, you know, I you know, I wouldn't have a paycheck anymore. I wouldn't have that income security. Someone wouldn't be paying me. I would have to make my own paycheck. And that was quite frankly, a little scary. I mean, even in my business, where I'd been in for many, many years, you know, knowing that I could make, commissions and make more money, um, I tended to stay with the safe job because that was kind of my family always went with the safe job and, you know, making sure that you always were employed and everything else. The thing that I learned most leaving my employer, finally quitting my job and going out on my own was, you know what, I can make at least what I was making before, took a little while, but I could make at least what I was making before and I have more control over my world. Um, the biggest thing that I have learned today from an income security perspective is when I was working for someone else, my job could be eliminated at any time, depending on what was going on in the company, things that were out of my control in the economy. I could lose my job any minute. And that honestly happened to me in October of 2003. The thing that I know now is I have learned how to make money. And the best part about my life now is if I were to lose my business any day, I have three different businesses. If I were to lose my business, I would be able to make money because I learned how to go out and make money. So becoming a business owner and learning how to create an income for yourself is huge because that will teach you how to make money. Now it's not so easy. You know, you don't, just go out and say, well, I'm going to go make, make money and build a business. I mean, the thing that I learned or the challenges I had is my first six businesses that failed. I didn't read. I didn't read. I didn't go out. I didn't learn how to run businesses. I didn't really know anybody else who owned a business. I didn't get out into the business community. I didn't have mentors. Those are all key things to help you go out, learn from others, learn from people that have been where you're at. Um, it's kind of a forced thing. If you decide to go and do a franchise, they're going to force you to get out into the community. They're going to force you to have mentors within the organization because they want you to be successful. So it's the same thing with anybody else. You need to get involved. So if you're going to start a business, even if it's a little side gig, You need to look for opportunities to get around other business people that are successful. Join your local chamber of commerce. Uh, Look for networking groups in your area. A couple of the best places to find them, eventbrite.com or um, meetup.com. Great places to find groups of other business people and look for people that, you know, are, are in a variety of different businesses. I tend to not go to things that are in my same industries. Uh, the simple fact is we can't, you know, I may, I may be able to help others, but my main thing is I want to be around other business owners and lots of different industries, not necessarily as customers, but as shared understanding of what's going on in the markets, people that can help you to be successful, people that can introduce you to other people as you go. So those are all things that can help you to be secure. That point in my life where I lost my job, had a dramatic, dramatic effect on me for that next, like I said, 10 years, because it made me so scared to take that chance, to take that chance of quitting my job, you know, or creating another income that I could quit my job and do what I really wanted. And more than anything, to not be scared anymore, um, to not be worried about, not having an income, not having an income source. Now here's the other thing I would encourage you, you know, as we start to talk about what we call freedom drivers and freedom drivers are, you know, whether you start your own business, whether you invest in something that is generating an income stream for you, whether it's, you know, financial assets, real estate, um, other businesses that you might create, Those are all areas that you need to explore and figure out what floats your boat. Now, one of the things that I've learned and I think what's helped me to be even more successful. It's not something everybody can do, but it's something that I would encourage you to look at is multiple sources of income. So in each of my businesses, we have multiple sources of income. So we don't just have one thing. Let me give you an example inside of our co-working spaces we also do employee benefits so what we've done is we've leveraged the power of the amount of businesses we have in each of our locations we have anywhere from 90 to 180 businesses that are in our spaces so when you combine all those groups together it allows us to negotiate costs down and we earn a little bit off of every sale that we make Yeah. You know, of any of those employee benefits or anything along those lines. So that's one revenue source for us. And that's kind of an ongoing revenue source on top of renting space. We rent space in the form of offices, desks, um, you know, just places to sit in our spaces. So that's one way. And those are ongoing recurring revenues. But then we also rent conference rooms. And in some cases, we have conference rooms memberships where people pay each month and that's a recurring revenue. And then we have people that rent from us maybe once a month or something like that or once a quarter. And that's just kind of that extra bonus money that we get coming in. The final area where we have started to really grow our additional revenues is in our entrepreneur center. Um, the, The parts of our business that are rentals are typically pretty low margin Uh, our education piece though are very high margin because most of that is money that are are their programs that we've developed internally or that we've partnered with somebody that pays us a a nice affiliate commission or something like that and that allows us to not have to spend the money to create it we just get paid when we deliver the, the classes or whatever so those are all ways that we've created additional revenue sources outside of the just traditional renting space. And during the COVID, you know, during COVID, a lot of independent co-working spaces went out of business because they only had one source of revenue: people coming into the offices. And if people aren't coming into the offices, I mean, most of our people that had a physical office to them, they actually had. You know, they, they came in every day or they continue to pay, but the people that rented our desks and people that, you know, just came in ever so often weren't coming in and didn't come in for almost nine months. So had we not had these other sources of revenue, we would have been gone just like anybody else. Same thing in our financial practice. You know, we've got three phases of our financial practice. We do traditional wealth management for both individuals and business owners. We do... Business consulting, which is definitely outside of the purview of a lot of wealth managers, uh, where we do, you know, we do um, business valuations, we do exit strategy planning and consulting with people, and then we have a benefits arm of our business where we focus on everything from healthcare to retirement plans to uh, executive benefits. So those are all areas that we have broadened our horizons and we've looked at different ways of earning revenue. Because one, it helps us, you know, we don't know what somebody needs initially when we have a conversation with them, but we've actually got these other areas. So what I would look to do is if you start a business, I would look to find ways that you could do different things. You can, you know, expand your horizons a little bit. Maybe you're into real estate and you decide, you know what, I'm going to become a real estate servicing company. So I'm going to actually be a property manager Uh, that really floats my boat and I enjoy it. I'm doing it with my own properties. Well, what's to say that you go to a local meetup of real estate investors and maybe you find somebody that's new that's getting into the business and you can add them as a a customer for your, you know, your, your servicing business and your property management business. So those are all ways, that you can add different sources of revenue. And I would encourage you as you're looking at different freedom drivers that you start to look at, okay, here's the initial idea that I have, but what are the other things? What are the other ways that I can explore that I could make money? in there? And the way I would do that is I would start Googling that. So whatever you decide to choose, um, I mean, I would just put a Google search in and say other ways to make money as a property manager or other ways to make money as a financial advisor or whatever. When you do that, you'll start to find there's websites or blog posts and all that. They'll have other ideas for ways to make money. And I would put that into my plan as I was developing my strategy for going out there uh, and creating my Freedom Drivers. So this is a pretty short show today. Um, You know, my first Freedom Day was March 1st, 2016. I had planned not very long for that, by the way. I um uh, I started that planning process actually in the month of November 2015. I had visited several co-working spaces. Um I had looked at, you know, multiple different ideas for for what I could do as far as a uh my Freedom Driver. I didn't know it was a Freedom Driver at that time, but what was going to be the thing I could do entrepreneurial to start a business? And what really sealed the deal for me, um, I've said all along that I, I did quit my job and start two businesses at the same time. But one of the things that happened was I had already started to come up with the concept of my coworking spaces in November of 2015. And I did a trial or I did a test to see if my idea was going to work before I committed to doing this. What I did was I actually created a fake website, uh, just single page website. um, And I basically went out and did a a a or a test during Thanksgiving of 2015. I did some Facebook advertising. Google advertising and put that out there for a week. I spent a $1,000 and what I wanted to see was were people interested in this idea. And I targeted an area roughly about 10 miles around where my co-working space eventually became in the town where I was at. And the whole idea was I wanted to see one, were people interested? Two, would people click over to the website? And three, could I get their information? And the fun part about it is I we did a three-day test, actually a four-day test during Thanksgiving. And I figured it'd be a good time to do this when people were bored of their families and they were sitting there looking through their phones, looking at, uh, at Facebook. And we put a really amazing picture. It was really just a, a great website with some really cool pictures from a bunch of different co-working spaces that kind of look the same uh, that I put together and made it look like it was an actual co-working space that existed. And it said, you know, coming soon, here's what it is, here's the amenities we're going to have, all that. And I had a section on there that said, hey, if you're interested in when we open, please give me your information. So the funny part is, we had during the week of Thanksgiving, which is typically a low time for advertising, uh, we had 2,785 people that looked at our web or that um, viewed the ad. First off, uh, we had 800 of which that click through, which is a huge amount. If you know anything about uh, Facebook advertising, I, if I could get those kind of numbers today, I'd be shocking. And I had nine people click through to my website and that was or actually give us their information. So that told us that maybe we had a pretty good idea and that was when we decided well let's start to put our plans together. Uh I spent the month of December trying to convince myself not uh, that I I didn't want to do this or why I shouldn't do this and I really couldn't come up with a reason why. Um I thought it was a great idea and it appeared that it would be very successful. And I did some financial modeling that said, you know, here's the best case scenario, here's the worst case scenario, here's what I think it is. And and it ended up being a little less than what I think it is, but we never did hit our worst case scenario and the business go out of business. So what I ended up doing is I put together the plan and we had made the commitment to, all right, we're going to get financing. In January, I started working to try and find a banker. Uh, it took me 17 bankers to find one that finally would uh, would fund the project. And I had my review with my employers. And I always laugh about this because it was the best gift anybody gave me. Uh, I had a review. Uh, every review I'd ever had in my career had always been pretty much above average or outstanding in everything I'd ever done. Uh, The company that I was working for at the time, my boss and the president of the company uh, delivered my review to me. And basically, it was a review that said that I was worth nothing to the company. Um, I didn't do what they wanted me to do. And, you know, I better shape up or ship out. And when my boss went to make a copy of my review to give to me that I was about ready to throw into the trash can, the president of the company and I were sitting in the room together and he looked at me face to face and said, you know, you are the worst employee we've ever had. You are too independent. You do things without asking. You just go out and do it with you know, without really doing any planning or anything like that and getting our permission to do all these things. And I looked him square in the eye and I said, thank you, because what I thought I was hired to do was exactly that, to be independent, to go out there, to figure out where what we needed to do in the markets and get it done instead of sitting there and spending committee time and meeting time and everything else. So thank you very much for that. And I, at that point in time, patted him on the shoulder, left the room, went home. And that was the day that I committed that I was going to start my own business. So for the next several months, I worked on getting the financing for my space, um, started to work with the architects, everything while somebody else was paying me to do that. And then when we, uh, when we got ready to start the business, I had already planned my exit in the financial services industry, working with another friend of mine or working with a group that were friends of mine at the time. So March 1st of 2016, I turned in my resignation and I was gone. And since I have enjoyed my life, it hadn't been easy. There've been a lot of years where it was really tough at the beginning. Uh, it is very tough starting two businesses at one time. And then I added an extra degree of difficulty by opening a couple of other businesses um, over that next couple of years as we continued to grow because there were areas I saw that there were opportunities. So now it's time for your homework and your exercise. So on the last couple of episodes, we've talked about your budget and debt and things like that. Now I want you to start thinking about your current job. What I want you to do is I want on a piece of paper, and if you, if you need a better visual of this, there's a, a version of this on our website. Go to resources.thefreedomdayway.com and you can, uh, you can get a little sheet that we have. But here's the simple thing. Draw a T diagram, you know, horizontal line, vertical line on your thing. On the left-hand side, I want you to write like, and on the right-hand side, hate. So the left-hand side, I want you to write all the things you love about your job now. On the right-hand side, I want you to write all the things that you hate about your job right now. Then, once you've done that, if you have more things on the left-hand side than you have on the right-hand side, that means you probably love what you do, but it would be nice to be able to not have to do that for money. Maybe it's with your current company. Maybe it's going to a different company or a startup or something along those lines where you could even feel more useful in your life. If you have more stuff on the right-hand side versus your left-hand side, then your job is slowly killing you. You're going into your job and you're dying a little bit every day. And you need to really focus on how you can get out of there. Um, It might be a transition for a short period of time to something else while you're building up your freedom engines. Or it might be, just like it was for me, that time to basically say, okay, I'm done, I've got to get out of here, I'm leaving, and I need to get out of this job. So you've got to make that decision based on just quantitative there. This is also one of those things where you start to you know want to think about well do i have other sources of income is there a way i can you know easily start to create other sources of income outside of my job uh one of the one of the funniest things i ever had was um i was on a business trip a few months ago and the uber driver i had i always loved talking to them and finding out i mean i i drove uber for a little bit when we were starting our businesses so i always want to know what people's stories are. And it's a hell of a lot more fun than sitting there staring at the back of somebody's head for, you know, a half an hour going to the airport. And I was asking him, you know, well, you know, would, you know how did you become an Uber driver? What do you do? Is this, you know, the main thing you do? And basically he was telling me that during COVID he was a, a corporate auditor. Uh, so he's got a, you know, big background in, and auditing and, you know, accounting and everything else. And he got, his job got eliminated during the pandemic. So he was looking for something to do quickly and find another job. And he decided, well, he would start driving Uber um, and just, you know, he would do it for a while and then he'd figure out what to do. Well, you know, he was explaining to me, he's like, you know, I used to make about $45,000 a year and he was a young guy. So it was, he was at the beginning of his career. And he's like, you know, I make sixty grand a year now as an Uber driver after expenses. Um, I work, you know, four or five days a week at the max. And for him, like for me, he made a pretty good chunk of change driving me to the airport. He would probably pick somebody else up from the airport and take them home and drive for a couple hours. And when he's done, he's a fisherman. He loves fishing. So he goes back and fishes for a few hours, you know, for the rest of the afternoon. And the other thing, he's like, you know, it slows down in the wintertime around here. There's not as many people traveling, there's not as many festivals uh, from Christmas time through until, you know, early March. But he's like, you know, my wife's from Columbia. So what we do is we work like heck during, you know, nine months of the year. And then three months of the year at Christmas time, they go visit her family. And they spend the next three months down in Columbia in warm weather and plenty of off, you know, offshore fishing and everything else, and they don't need to make any money down there. So those are the type of things, you know, it's it's not my ideal job because it's trading time for money instead of your knowledge for money. But you know, he's better off today, he's way happier, he gets to wear a fishing shirt to work instead of a, a shirt and tie. And anybody can do something like that. Now, the other thing is the last question I want you to ask yourself and be honest. If you had all the money in the world to live on, would you keep working where you are now? If the answer is yes, then we just need to find a way for you to get to your freedom day where you're basically working for you're making money, but you don't have to make that money. So if that changes for you, you can easily go on to the next world, you know, or the next thing in your life. If the answer is no, I wouldn't be working here, then it's time to kick Freedom Day into high gear. Start looking at how to calculate up what you're going to need, how much money you would need if, it, if you're going to live off just the assets, how much um, income you would need from a business, whatever it is. So with that, thank you so much. Uh, once again, we are on the, um, you know, we're we're on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, what I'd love for you to do is go out onto our Facebook or Instagram, if you haven't already, and put in hashtag Freedom Day. And for this one, hashtag Take Control. And let us know that you're out there looking at all this stuff and you're you're listening and you're trying to figure out where your Freedom Day is. So with that, I'm going to see you back here next time. Once again, our shows are Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and we're on all the major podcast channels. Wherever you're listening to this, make sure that you subscribe to the channel and we will be back here the next time. Thanks a lot. and Have a great day.